Hello and welcome to our podcast, What's in Your Story Bag, where we peep into people's lives, their experiences, memories and dreams, bringing out stories that are worth sharing. I am Rutuparna Ghosh, your host and founder of Your Story Bag, a storytelling training and consulting company helping our listeners harness the power of stories. For our inaugural set of episodes, we joined Bombay Chambers of Commerce as digital storytelling partner for their communications conclave in Mumbai. The conclave was titled Breaking Silos, where we talked about the convergence of people, power, purpose in dynamic times. This episode was recorded at the venue in a fireside chat format, where I spoke to Minari Shah, Director, Public Relations, Amazon. An organization is all about building a culture where every employee genuinely connects with a sense of purpose. Minari shares a story of how Amazon builds this sense of purpose from the hiring stage. For a brand that has an outstanding story beginning from its founder, it is no surprise that storytelling is deeply inked into Amazon's DNA. How and where does Amazon use storytelling and how does it help in building culture? Moreover, how do you really harness stories to break silos? Listen in to know more. Okay, thank you, Vinari. Thank you for joining me on What's in Your Story Bag. Uh, that's the name of the Delighted podcast. Thank you. So, uh, you were in a panel where you spoke about building culture and how building a certain culture ensures that the silos are broken or silos are sort of, they dissolve away. Uh, could you share something from your experience of working in Amazon? Sure. So, I think one of the great things that I have felt in the three years at Amazon is the way it's very clearly articulated with the clarity of purpose and then there are these very clearly articulated leadership principles. But then what's really wonderful is in every meeting, every conversation, you'll hear this on like hallways and, you know, water coolers Mm. about the words which are a part of these principles. Mm. These are a real breathing thing which are a part of the everyday meetings and that transcends across Mm. all the different businesses that are there in, um, you know, from like a very hardcore techie conversation about cloud Mm. to what is Alexa doing Mm. to, you know, um, how do you really talk about customers for the retail business Mm. or the uh, e-commerce. So I think that's what's really special and that's what makes it real. And then what's, I think, really great is the fact that this goes right down to the youngest or the newest member of the organization. Mm. It's not something that exists with something that leaders trying to kind of enforce top down. Mm. And uh, to me, what was interesting is um, my first introduction to this, really. Um, You know, when you're being interviewed for Amazon, they email you with all the details about the time and, you know, the meeting and all that. They'll attach the leadership principles with that. Hmm. And uh, interestingly, at that point in time, I just glanced through it and I didn't really bother about it. I didn't think too much about it. I don't think I even remembered them or, you know, any of it by the time I entered the meeting. Hmm. You know, so I had this whole seven, eight interviews and I never really thought about those leadership principles again in that time. Hmm. And then I joined the company and I realized that every single interview is based on those leadership principles. Right. And they actually gauge you just for those. It's, it's, and it's a, so what's interesting is it's a process. 
every interviewer is given like these are the two principles that you will interview for right and they drive it through anecdotes and stories they mm. want to hear from the candidate and so on mm. what was lucky for me i think is that i just love those principles and i kind of have a personal resonance yeah. with them so even without having read through they just you know but i think that's what anchoring it anchors every part of the company both as a process mm. as well as in the day to day living Right, and that that's what builds culture. And Absolutely. for any new employee to come in, is it only for leadership, or is it for uh, does it? This is this is across. Is across. Like when I was interviewing for my um, you know admins role, for that secretarial role, it's exactly the hmm. same process. Hmm. What are the leadership principles you think that role needs? Right. Is it like ownership? Is it like earns trust? Right. Is it like invent and simplify? Right. These are all a part of those. What are the principles you think that role needs? And then you divide it among the few right. people who are going to interview. Right, right. And therefore, you know, you also uh, somewhere by the simple act, you are ensuring uh, that there are no personal silos that somebody is coming Absolutely. in with, or you identify what the silos are, right. because people are so used to, uh, like you said, you hadn't thought about those values uh, when when before you went in for the interview. So perhaps uh, there are individual silos uh, with existing uh, with people when they walk into an organization to work for and suddenly you realize oh i am supposed to be a little more than what yeah. than what it is and that what breaks yeah. i think good purpose and good culture just articulate and clarify what should be a natural good ethical integrity behavior right i think if it was going to be very different from who we are as good people it mm. would be very hard to keep up mm. but when a principle says you must earn trust Hmm. When a principal says have backbone and speak up, hmm. if you think a customer value right. is not being met, speak up. Yep. Because then it goes back to oh, we are the most customer obsessed company in the world. Right. And even if you are the youngest member of the team, right. speak up. Right. You know, and and then it's mechanized, and hmm. and you'll hear that word a lot in Amazon. Hmm. Everything has to be a mechanism. It can't hmm. just be ad hoc and personality right. driven. Right. Then how do you make it a path? Because you recognized right. for doing that right thing. Right. How important, uh, therefore, to uh, culture building is it's not done one day. It's a process. It's something that you live and breathe. It's like your DNA within your organization, right? Uh, how much do you employ the use of stories or rather storytelling to ensure that the culture is built over a period of time with new employees, with older employees, sort of, you know, to ensure that even they do the right thing without being told that okay, you have to do it because you know we are obsessed with our customer. It's something that they do. How how would you employ? I think interestingly, it's a it's a culture which, you know, even without consciously trying to, has so many stories. One of course, I think we have such a legendary founder, hmm. and you will see and hear Jeff stories everywhere. everywhere. And and then when you have leaders um, in the company who've been with the company for twenty years, fifteen years, ten years, you know you have a lot of stories. Mm -hmm. But there is an attempt to codify those stories. Right. So a lot of the trainings that we do, a lot of the virtual trainings, are videos where you have all these you know uh, Amazonians who've been with the company narrate their experiences, mm -hmm. narrate their stories. Mm -hmm. You know, um, a year back we were doing an all hands. Where we had three leaders on the stage, we had Amit and um, two of our global leaders, um, uh, another uh, Jeff who's a Wilki, and Russ. Between the three of them, each of them had been with the company for like nineteen or twenty years, mm -hmm. and they literally shared anecdotes, mm -hmm. you know, for what they were doing. So I think it's just a very, very real part of the company right. because that's the best way. What's interesting is even for our leadership principles, 
while it articulate so there is one line like leaders will have a backbone hmm. then there are three lines to explain what it means hmm. then it actually gives anecdotal stories hmm. okay if you are in a this kind of a situation hmm. or that or kind that, of a situation right. how does this principle apply right so there's a lot of storytelling i'm sure wow does it okay now you've explained to me that from the leaders down there is a lot of storytelling what happens from the junior level i mean uh, the ones who are perhaps interacting with a customer right. uh, are they tr- taking the stories back is it Uh, sort yeah. of so first of all we have a very flat culture hmm. we don't have you know hierarchies right. or any of that i mean you will have an all hands and anyone would get up and ask jeff or amit anything right. they want you know so it's a very very easy hmm. going culture um but yes i mean there are a lot of platforms for people to tell stories it could be in person it could be we have something called the amazon daily blog hmm. um we have a platform called inside where hmm. you know we do a lot of videos and stories hmm. so these are some of the formalized mechanisms mm-hmm. for people to come and tell mm-hmm. stories but i mean it's it's an extremely interactive culture right and therefore it builds cult- the the whole culture within an organization absolutely. and ensures that the silos don't exist right absolutely right. because i think uh, so another very important uh, principle that we have is what we call ownership hmm. and again the expectation is that it doesn't matter at what level you are hmm. when you are working on something hmm. you're owning it hmm. and a lot of big meetings are actually driven by the younger people very right. rarely are the meeting owners the leaders right you'll have a lot of mid level leaders owning and driving that meeting and the level of frank conversation mm. in that room where they ask the hard questions mm. to all the different team leaders mm. it's it's great i think these are the things that carry the culture forward even right. more than the formalized right. mechanisms Right. Wonderful. Thank you, Minari. Thank you for this wonderful stories from your story bag and the Amazon story bag. I think that's there's quite a lot of uh, things that I think a lot of organizations will learn. I think Amazon has disrupted a lot of businesses in the country, but I think uh, story thinking could be one of those new things that uh, Amazon could be talking yeah, about. Yeah, interestingly, actually, we believe that it's not disrupting. We are pioneering new things. Yes. Uh, one of the favorite things that Jeff says is, "We will not look at what our competition is doing. Mm. We are not competition focused. We are customer focused." Right. Because he said, "If we can only look at competition, we can limit ourselves. Right. We will not create." That's new that's things. living in a silo of we'll thinking that you create new yeah. things. So what we are looking at is what do the customers need, whether right. they know it or not. Right. And if you look at a lot of what Amazon has done, it's to find those unfulfilled needs hmm. and find ways to fulfill them. Right. So I think it's interesting how you look at that. I know. Stuff. So therefore, that's another breaking of silo. Who are we, Absolutely. and what do we do? Absolutely. And pursuing your Absolutely. your uh, competition in, in the market. Absolutely. Thank you, Minari. Thank you for Thank talking you. to me. Thank you.